coaching sales teams. New research shows how it drives stronger results, but there's a hitch. This is a podcast from Integrity Solutions. I'm Michael Terrell. Most sales managers value coaching, and most don't do it or do it well. That's one takeaway from new research on coaching done in a partnership between the Sales Management Association and Integrity Solutions. We unpack the research findings and look at key challenges for making coaching work with your team. Hi, this is Mike Esterday, CEO of Integrity Solutions. I'm Bob Kelly. I'm founder and chairman of the Sales Management Association. We're spending a few minutes with Mike Esterday and Bob Kelly to drop down into the research findings and explore how coaching drives results for leaders who do it regularly. Mike, Bob, thank you for making the time for this conversation. Thank you. It's great to be here. Well, thank you, Michael. This is an exciting topic, and I'm looking forward to discussing it. Bob, I wonder if you might offer a comment that puts the new research in context. Why study coaching, and why now? Coaching is a topic that everyone agrees is important. What we're not seeing is a lot of consistent and rigorous practice around coaching. Okay, we're going to talk about some of the key findings and offer specific direction on how leaders can make coaching work for their teams. But first, Bob, I wonder if you might characterize who participated in the research. Our study included input from 193 firms. These are mostly medium-sized and larger firms. Uh, More than half had annual revenues of at least $100 million. About 25% had revenues in excess of $1 billion. And the respondents themselves are chiefly sales operations managers, in the case of 42%. And about half, 49%, are sales managers, either first-line sales managers or senior managers who are managing sales managers. Thanks, Bob. And Mike, what did you want to know about coaching, and how was the research structured? We've been working with organizations around the world, and it's been interesting because coaching is one of the top levers of sales success, but yet we've seen many organizations either ignore it or execute on it poorly. So we looked at almost 200 organizations and looked at three key things, Michael. One was, is the current approach to sales coaching effective? Number two is, does sales coaching impact a sales organization's performance? And number three, how do high-performing organizations differ in their approach to sales coaching versus lower-performing ones? Who do they coach? What topics? How often do they coach? Okay, lots to look at there, Mike. Can you take a quick pass at perhaps the biggest takeaway from the findings? Yeah, some of the top-line things we found were that 76% of the people agreed that coaching is important. But at the same time, about three-quarters of the people said that they didn't do very much coaching, in some cases not much at all. In fact, a lot of times they didn't even have a definition of coaching. And when they did do some coaching, the organizations that did the most coaching had the highest sales results. Great. And Mike, I wonder if you can elaborate a little on the findings related to how coaching is or isn't defined properly at many organizations. A lot of times managers didn't really understand what coaching was. In fact, as I mentioned, they didn't even have a a clear definition of coaching. And often there's a salesperson who's very successful, gets promoted to being a manager, and then all of a sudden he or she doesn't really know what to do. They think coaching is either a performance appraisal or it's working through numbers and details or coaching to a specific deal. But we're defining coaching as building people and helping them become their very best. So it becomes more the human element versus numbers and details. Let's explore more of the research data. Specifically, Mike, this piece about coaching effectiveness and the impact on sales performance? 
What we found was that only 46% of the organizations felt that they were very effective at coaching. We studied the difference between organizations that did more coaching and were more effective at it. And we found that those who were more effective at coaching actually had increase of sales of 15% over the others. Another core thing was the amount of time that was spent. Even if they were not effective at coaching, if they did more of it, actually more focus on building their people, sales went up. Thanks, Mike. Now, the research looks at a number of key topics around coaching, coaching effectiveness, why people don't coach, the idea of modeling coaching by coaching managers, and how much time leaders are coaching each week. Let's touch on key findings around each of those topics. Mike, you have something on coaching effectiveness. It was interesting, Michael, because less than half of the people thought they were very effective at coaching. We looked at the reasons, the number one reason they said they couldn't coach is that they didn't have time. They said, I'd love to coach, but I just am way too busy. And actually, I think that that no time is really an excuse because of the couple other things. Number two was that they really didn't have a definition of, of what a coach is. They may have been successful as a sales rep. They may have been a good manager, but that's not the same thing as being a coach. A coach is someone who sees more in people than they see in themselves. It helps them draw out the very best in themselves to perform at the, the highest level. You may have 10 different people all coaching different ways. So there wasn't a common definition or way to coach. And the, and the number three thing was that they didn't have confidence in their coaching. Over half of the people reported that they'd never even been taught how to be a coach. They knew how to be, a, again, a rep and a manager, but they didn't know how to be a coach, a builder of people. So they weren't trained on how to do that effectively. Now, what about coaching managers and the impact on sales results? A very interesting point was that when managers were coached themselves, when the senior leaders took time to model what should be done and coach their frontline managers, sales went up the most. It went up 23%. And I think that's because all of a sudden they realized, the managers realized this is important. My senior leader is coaching me. I'm being held accountable to do that. Therefore, I'm going to do more of it with my people. Bob, this coaching the coaches piece is important. Can you put it in perspective? It's likely impossible to have effective coaching culture unless the coaches themselves are being coached. And the data from our research bears that out. I see that as a matter of emphasis. If coaching was more important to the organization, managers would become better coaches. But because it's not, it's an overlooked skill set among sales managers. Thanks, Bob. And what about the time piece? How much time each week are sales leaders coaching, if they're coaching at all? Our research points out that though managers say coaching is important, they're doing only about seven hours per week of coaching. Uh, so for a typical manager with a span of control or a, a number of direct reports, which is usually between six and nine salespeople, that means about an hour per salesperson week. So we think this is too little coaching, and more importantly, managers themselves believe this is too little coaching. In fact, the overwhelming majority of uh, respondents in the research said their firms do too little coaching. Bob, we're going to shift in a minute to talk about what people can do specifically to build coaching capacity at their organizations. But first, I wanted to get your thoughts on what we know from the research about coaching and the important implications for sales management. The interesting thing about coaching is that um, just from an existential standpoint, there's little that matters more in 
the life of a salesperson than getting better in their role. And there are very few resources available to the salesperson better than the manager to actually make that happen. And maybe more importantly, when you think about what managers do, the range of activities, I think the only one that's not likely to be automated very soon is this matter of coaching and more broadly of helping salespeople to become better. But it's clear that coaching is overlooked by management. Managers aren't really expected to coach in many organizations, and we know that because they're not held accountable for coaching. And in fact, we know that managers are rarely hired based on their coaching ability. So coaching doesn't really appear to be a serious part of the job based on those two things, even though it is acknowledged as very important by most managers. So I think that sales management as a profession has this problem of overlooking the importance of coaching. And I think that explains why so little of it is done. At least it explains it in part. Thanks, Bob. And thanks for making time to talk about these important research findings in this podcast. And shifting now, Mike, we left it for you to provide us with direction on how best to build coaching capacity and to shift an organization to be a more focused, productive coaching culture. Can you take us through those specifics? What we found is there are really five key things that someone can do to impact sales. The first thing is to have a common definition of coaching, what it is and what it isn't. For example, we don't see this necessarily as a performance evaluation, although you would be doing coaching during a performance evaluation. Uh, There really is a difference between being a manager and a leader and a coach. And most people tend to be more of a manager of staffing, details, numbers, whereas coaching is building and developing people. It's, it's believing in people, asking questions, providing feedback, helping people reach their goals. And when you have that kind of a definition, it often shifts what people view of what coaching really is. And it's such a positive view that it tends to resonate with people's values. Uh, number two is to implement a structured coaching system a system that anyone can use and can be used in an ad hoc way with a few minutes just on a phone or face-to-face or in a structured coaching situation where you sit down and spend some time with someone Uh, and have a system where a lot of our folks use a system where they ask questions, how they listen, uh, how do they actually coach and build people, how do they properly praise and then challenge them to accomplish more. When you have this system and people get good at it, you train them how to do it, it can improve their view of their abilities to actually be a good coach. Uh, Number three is to coach to motivation. If we think about uh, two big buckets of information, one is a salesperson's product knowledge and their skills, the other being things like their values, their attitude, their, their drive to achieve. Most sales leaders say that that second one, that drive to achieve an attitude, is a huge piece of success. In fact, another study that was done said that when you focus on that, there can be a 20% increase in sales alone. So to coach, to, to uncover the why, what is it, what's the reason that people go the extra mile? If you know that and can create the environment where people want to do more, that gets higher results. Number four is to coach to everyone. It's, it's often people coach the low performers or the challenging situations, but don't forget those folks in the middle. And definitely don't forget those high producers because that can be one of the biggest places to have an increase in sales. 
everyone needs a coach. And we found that the biggest impact is when senior leaders coach frontline managers. That's actually a 23% increase in sales. So leaders need to model the way in coaching their managers. Number five is to build accountability into the organization. It's not going to happen unless we put in a system of expectations and an improvement and a commitment to actually do the coaching. Don't accept the fact that you don't have time. Uh, what I've found over the years is how many times people shifted their view of coaching, started doing more of it. They didn't think they had time, but they came back and said, wow, people seem to be solving their own problems. And less of those things are bubbling up to me, which has actually saved time. In summary, there are really three conversations that cause people to be successful in sales. One is salespeople need to have an understanding of how to have a conversation with their customers. That's their skill set. Sales process, communication skills, planning, and so forth. Secondly, they need to have a have a conversation with themselves all day long. And that's that attitude and drive to achieve their beliefs. And number three is the conversation with their coach. When someone understands how to have that conversation with their reps and can coach to both skill set and mindset, they see sales increases. Mike yesterday from Integrity Solutions on the specific action items for building a coaching sales culture. Our thanks to Mike and Bob Kelly of the Sales Management Association for their comments on the new research on coaching and sales performance, conducted in partnership by the Sales Management Association and Integrity Solutions. You can download a full report on the research findings, including specifics on creating a coaching culture and an infographic detailing the full findings at IntegritySolutions.com. You've been listening to a podcast from Integrity Solutions. I'm Michael Terrell.